0: Watching marketers who've been around, I don't know, ten plus years and seeing where we're in this space now of sort of authentic marketing and vulnerability and all this stuff. And so you see people trying to jump into that when they've been the smarmy marketer making it up. It's it's a weird space and so I think the evolution of WordPress even. It's going through growing pains and there's there's this maturing in the market.
1: Of course, that is the familiar voice of Kim Doyle, formerly known as the WordPress Chick. You might be familiar with her from that podcast. She popped into our Airbnb in Santa Monica when we were out there for our Mavericks Club mastermind event in February. And we sat on the couch and we recorded an episode of the podcast, it was great to hang out with her in person. And in this episode, we talk about recovering from a very public failing of a product, uh, lessons learned in launching a software as a service, the new breed of authentic marketers, uh, the importance of having something tangible versus something digital, and of course, all things content marketing, which is probably mine and Kim's favorite topic of all time. It's a fabulous episode, get your notepad ready, stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the podcast, I have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on iTunes at wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Or if you're not an Apple user, you can get us on Stitcher Radio at wpelevation.com slash Stitcher. And please, if you are on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the search results and get the show in front of a wider audience. And we love your feedback and we read all of the reviews. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show. G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast and I'm here in Santa Monica with my good friend Kim Doyle. Hey Kim, welcome to the show.
0: Hi Troy, thanks for having me here. This is the second time you've been on the podcast I reckon, maybe the third? I think it's the third Third. actually. Wow. I'm a three-peat.
1: Yeah, that's repeat. That's good. Uh, we are live here in Santa Monica because, of course, we're here for the week running our events for our Mavericks Club members and WP Elevation Live, which is our special event coming up on Saturday. Kim is uh, one of our guests at the Mavericks event uh, during the week and will be staying here for the week. So we thought we'd get together and have a bit of a chat about what's going on. For those that don't know you, who are you? What are you doing here? Why are you here? What's happening in the world of Kim Doyle?
0: Okay, so i uh, <laughs> I'm gonna repeat this, but yeah, formerly known as the WordPress Chick. So I have it'll be 11 years this March actually that I've been doing this, and I started with the intention to sell eBooks and make millions of dollars, like many other people probably, in 2008, and fell in love with WordPress, built a business around it, and just kind of hit a point where I was like, this is not what I was supposed to be doing, wanted to do, Um, but the big pivot for me in that transition, I would say, was like year five when I launched the podcast, and I fell in love with content marketing and just kind of blew up with the relationships and the connections. Mm -hmm. I will sell anybody on podcasting to this day, right? Um, And fast forward, I had built, I wouldn't say an agency, but I had an outsourcing company and I'm not a developer designer. um, And it was never this thing I wanted to do. And so I hit a point and end of 2016, I partnered with somebody, we were gonna launch a SaaS that launched and closed (laughs) within like two months in 2018. Uh, That was a crazy journey, but in the meantime, like, I'm a big believer that everything happens the way it's supposed to. I had started this Facebook group, Content Creators, with zero attachment, which is what I did with the podcast. I'm mm. like, I need to do this because it's fun, and I feel it, and it took on a life of its own, and I have absolutely fallen in love with all things content marketing. Yeah. That is my shtick. I am all in with KimDoyle.com, no more WordPress chick. Yeah. God bless her, um, forwards. But, you know, it's 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 been a crazy journey, but every step has brought me to where I'm at today. I totally believe the last 11 years <laughs> Has brought me to exactly what I'm supposed to be doing today.
1: Yeah, totally. I do want to talk a little bit about the WordPress uh, thing because it's a for, for me it was a, an amazing community when I first started out. Mm-hmm. It's a very safe place to kind of find your footing, to learn a whole bunch of skills. Um, I've since learned that you know WordPress enthusiasts are kind of like, and I put myself in this in this um, bag as well. We're kind of like Star Trek nerds, like we're like <laughs> irrationally passionate about this thing called WordPress, but. It, I think you need to go fishing in other ponds, so to speak, because it mm-hmm. can become a little bit of an echo chamber where we're all just kind of walking around, patting each other on the back going, how amazing is WordPress and how good are we? Um, so talk to me a little bit about your need for wanting to get inspiration from outside that echo chamber because you did brand yourself the WordPress chief, so you <laughs> kind of went all in on Ignorance WordPress. was blessed with yeah, that, right. let me tell you.
0: And WordPress kindly let me know I couldn't use a domain name a couple years in. Like yeah, I was yeah. just like, it's a good name, right? Yeah. But I think the whole thing, and it's funny because I'm in a few different groups where people have commented how incestuous it feels you've got friends and then this one starts a group and then this one starts a group and all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're all doing the same thing. I think the pivot for me too, was that falling in love with marketing and starting to sort of understand. And it took me a while to get there because I've done the love click funnels, hate click funnels, Russell Brunson's great. He drives me crazy. Right. But now I'm in a place where I can observe him and just learn from him. Right. And I feel like, there was this for me, this feeling within WordPress of we don't want to sell, it's open source, nobody wants to sell. God forbid we make money yeah. and you have these amazing developers who've created products yeah. and have to go get jobs mm. because nobody wants to renew a license once a year or something. It was a yeah. weird feeling, and yeah. I just was like, it's not supposed to be this hard mm. I, I think you know and so I think with WordPress, it's just a tool. Mm-hmm. you have to have that differentiating factor and so I, I don't know I think the community it's you actually said something to me once and you said, you know there are hundreds of thousands of people discovering WordPress for the first time every day, Yeah, right? And so you kind of forget that when you've been in it. But I think the other thing, and I would love your thought on this, like watching marketers who've been around, I don't know, 10 plus years and seeing where we're in this space now of sort of authentic marketing and vulnerability and all this stuff. And so you see people trying to jump into that when they've been the smarmy marketer making it up. It's, it's a weird space. And so I think the evolution of WordPress even, it's going through growing pains and there's there's this maturing in the market, I guess. Yeah,
1: definitely. Right? Yeah, yeah definitely, and I think Chris Lemmer, uh, who's actually coming out to our event on Saturday to Speak, he he spoke to me a lot about this when I was first starting out. He kind of helped me, navi- and unbeknownst to him, he probably doesn't even know that it was such a help, but he helped me kind of navigate my way through this, is that it, it, it is, still is quite an immature mm-hmm. ecosystem, <clears throat> it's only been around 10 or 11 years, Yeah. Um, and so it is kind of growing up and it's going to go through growing pains and there, mm-hmm. you know, there, there has been drama, there's been, uh, and it can get, a, it can, you can get kind of sucked into the mm-hmm. internal kind of um, echo chamber noise within the WordPress space. And I think for me, I've had to keep a bit of a healthy distance and go, mm-hmm. it is a tool, there's amazing community built around this tool, it is open source, there's lots of support there. But at the end of the day, it's just a tool. And I need to get inspired from a, a whole range of different sources. Mm-hmm. Um, WordPress, the WordPress community is just one of those sources where I get inspired. Uh, but people like, you know, Joe Polizzi, who I know
0: mm-hmm. we're
1: both big fans of. I mean, he's someone that I just look to constantly for inspiration and he, he couldn't give a shit if you're using HubSpot or WordPress or whatever or you're using. Yeah, like, or doesn't care. matter. Like it's right. irrelevant, it's just a tool. Right. Um, and it's funny because I'm, I belong to other communities in the, in the post-production space, in the music space. I use Logic software they don't have a community around it like WordPress. WordPress is quite unique that it has this really passionate community of people that use WordPress and also use WordPress to run a business on. Um, And so I think it probably still is going through that growth and going through that maturing phase Mm -hmm. and eventually it'll, you know, I don't know whether it will kind of find itself or whether it will always, because of the nature of the project, it will always just be this kind of vast array of people using the tool for different things. And then of course there's the like the straight out, Underbelly of internet marketers who just use WordPress, like you know, sell you an ebook and then upsell you three thousand things on the way through the funnel, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Which is nothing wrong with that, of course. Um, So I do want to talk about the software because you you decided that you were going to launch a SaaS, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, you know we all know how that turned out. But what I'm curious about (laughs) is the lessons you learned through that because (laughs) you've actually had the courage to launch a SaaS. I've never tried to launch a SaaS because. I am petrified of the stress levels and the amount of work involved and I think I'm actually also more petrified that if it was really successful, I'd have to hire a bunch of people to support it and answer support tickets. I think that's probably something that's been holding us back. So if I was gonna launch a SaaS Kim and I hired you as my mentor, what would you tell me? (laughs) Don't. no no
0: no no. well and it's funny because again this was an ignorance was bliss and yeah. i'm just i've learned and you know what you're saying we were talking before about ready fire aim yeah so i've very much been that way and i'm like now you know better it's time to ready aim fire kim like yeah it, and i've learned a ton but so many lessons in this first of all it was the whole relationship came up with the developer or partner mm-hmm. and he had, had done a ton of wordpress plugins and the idea was for segmentation software, kind of like right message, but more of an opt-in. And there is Survey Slam for WordPress that does mm. something similar. Yep. Because I do think, as even the internet marketing space has matured, mm. it's more about quality. I think we're gonna see vanity metrics not meaning as much. I think mm. we're gonna see list size doesn't matter if you don't have conversion. All those mm. things people are starting to connect with, right? Mm. So the software, it was you know, a good year and a half to get to fruition. And part of that, I will say, is that, that the guy that I partnered with, who I have a ton of respect for still, had massive health issues, like real, real serious stuff, right? I had some, some drama in my personal life with my son, and so life happens, right? Yeah, but it yeah, was like course. kept getting closer and kept getting closer. So the first thing for me is I'm not a developer. I can't look at code and know that they're making progress,
1: mm.
0: right? So yeah. it was a big trust. And my thought was because even though I'm not using ClickFunnels right now, I... I think there's so much to learn from what they do. And mm. I thought, God, this whole culture thing and, and building raving fans and people who feel a part of something. So it's like, I'll start creating content. I'll start the podcast piece of it, right? We get a waiting list, people are getting excited. And it was just one of those things that, cause also I, I think, and again, I'm not a software expert. UI will make or break it yeah. to me, right? Like yeah. I bounce if stuff looks stated. Yeah. And so the initial mockups looked great the release to the world, I was like, oh, I don't know that I want to put my name on this. Mm. But at the same time, I really, I didn't have the knowledge to say, this is not 40 hours worth of work or this is not three months. Worth. I, so it was, there was a lot of ignorance on my part. Mm. Um, and as it launched, I'll tell you, because the crazy thing, when I got out of doing websites and because I had a team, and I had project manager, I don't want to be in project management at night. Mm. I don't want to be on support tickets at night. I don't want to do any of that. And it was like, oh, all that was coming to me mm. when we released it to the world. And I was like, hell, I don't want to do this. But I was like, we're so far into this now. Mm. Um, you know." So a lot of lessons came from that. One is I don't think I would ever step into something that I can't measure, that mm-hmm. I can't say, look, and, and I think being really clear because he started sort of Getting quieter and quieter. I'm like, look, if you don't want to do this, you need to just say so. Like, mm. it'll suck, but I'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if life experience, you learn, I'll get back up. And yep. so, you know, there's I think with software you have to it's it's a long game. Yeah. Right? It's a really long game and and you can't do it with just a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, it's like, yeah, you can do content, and you can get all that kind of stuff out, but it's like UI is really good, you have to have that. Yeah. The functionality has to work out of the gate. And if it's something someone's going to put visually on their site, Mm. it just has to friggin' look good. Mm. And I think you have to be on the same page, you know. And I Mm. thought we were for the most part. But I think the health challenges that he went through really – and I'm telling more of a story than lessons learned here. Yeah. Um, But it was just – I learned a lot for myself about – Trusting myself because there was t- plenty of times. I probably should have said we need to call this. This is taking too long right. We need to call this this is taking too yeah. long, you know, and to the point that when I had started the planner um, That I had kind of and I was gonna wait till 2019. I'm like, but you know what an idea just grabs hold of you Yeah, and I'd kind of started collaborating with somebody and like three weeks in couldn't produce a logo I'm like I'm gonna go ahead and take this back because I'm like I'm not doing this again yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not dragging something yeah. out and it was the best decision I made so I think with software, you really have to be fanatical in that it's a long game. It it simply is a long game. You can't have anything else going. The other challenge is, I mean, time zones. Yeah. He's in Europe, I'm in California, which, you know, eight, nine hours, or nine, I think we were nine and 10, but it was, so there's some of those things, but I think you have to really, I don't know. Ignorance was bliss to start it, Mm. but long term, I was putting myself in the same position
1: of being the producer, not the star. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How how do you, what I'm curious about is, um, I'm a big fan of selling a whole bunch of shit before you go make it. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that was something that you do differently next time. Would you take pre-orders for something or have a waiting list? We did. Oh wow, okay. We did, and we sold some. Right, wow, okay. Yeah. So my next question is, how do you recover? Because one of my biggest fears is failing in public. Mm -hmm. right? And I think it actually holds me back from starting some things because I don't want to start something unless I'm pretty sure we're going to hit a home run because, you know, so in the interest of complete transparency, I'm kind of in the business advice space. Mm -hmm. I don't want to start something that fails because then everyone's looking at me going, well, hang on a second, dude, why are we taking business advice from you? How do you recover from something like that? How do you then go to your community and go, well, you know, we tried, it didn't work, I'm sorry. Uh, You know, we're going to try something else now. I had to sit with it a little bit, you know, and I think
0: because... (laughs) I, have just learned and, and I always tell people to baby step. but the telling of the stories through the podcast, cause I do solo shows too, right? Like I will just talk for an hour yeah. and it's kind of therapeutic. Like I write yeah, off these long lot. episodes, right? And I'm like, <clears throat> and I just knew there was no way that I could move forward without being kind and honest. Like I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah. And I talked about what I would have done differently. Some of those things. And it was, it was a while ago, but it, I, I don't know. I think when you show up with the right intention, you mm-hmm. will always recover, mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And so there was no hiding of things. I kept keeping people updated throughout the whole process. And so you're gonna fail. I, I don't know, I mean, you know, yeah. Steve Jobs created Lisa. Yeah. Got fired from Apple, right? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we still buy Macs. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I mean, you look at those things, I'm like, well, I, I don't know. So it's it's having the courage to own it, I think is mm-hmm. what, how you recover quickly. <clears throat> Nobody yep. thought twice about it.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: And plenty of people who pre-bought the software, I bought this. Yeah,
1: which is my next question, because <laughs> then how do you go, like, the mindset of then having the courage to go I've got another idea I think I'm answering my question as I'm asking it actually but um I'm just I just want some mindset coaching really Kim that's why we're here (laughs) that's why I've called you to Santa Monica I just want some mindset coaching um so then you know so you 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 kind of you shut down the software uh then pretty quickly you're like okay I've got this new idea we're going to launch a new product uh how, you know, you like, what is the mindset then to just go back out and be vulnerable again and, and put yourself out there with another product?
0: Well, a couple things. First of all, I think the biggest thing that anybody, whether WordPress, online, whatever the space is, is when you do the work, your confidence is there, mm. right? So I'm just going to back up a little bit. So I would say it was probably mm. end of 2014. I, I joined like a high ticket mastermind, mm. and I didn't really do much with, cause I just hadn't found my space yet really like my niche. But the thing is I was around people that were making ridiculous amounts of money charging for stuff that I was like, what? You know? Mm-hmm. So you watch that and I observed it. And then after doing that and going all in with, I'm going to pay thousands of dollars a month to be a part of this. Right. Mm-hmm. I had amazing experiences connected with great people. So mm-hmm. that's all me. But you know, after that whole experience, I was like, Girl, you got to master the fundamentals. You're going to go back. And I started, I'm not doing it right now, but daily emails. I'm like, I don't care if everyone unsubscribed, I'm subscribed I'm going to get better at writing. Yep. I'm going to get better at making an offer. And so I think when you're doing the work, your confidence shifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like people forget like who you become in the process of saying, I just want to master stuff. I want to get better at this. And I still have like I'm still a skirt when it comes to selling. Like, girl, make an offer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but I think at the end of the day, it's it's saying, okay, well, I've been honest about this. And for the first time, I had built the community beforehand. Mm. I had been talking with zero attachment. Yeah. I started this Facebook group, and it's not only like 3,000. It's not like some 50,000, but I'm like, yeah. I show up. and That's all I wanted to do was show up. I was consistent. I was like, I'm going to engage. I'm going to have conversations with people. And so I already had this community who mm. wanted this from me. Mm. And so it was, I would say, a happy accident, yeah. um, but it's just... What's the alternative, yeah. Troy? Like, right? Yeah, yeah, And I think you hit a point. I mean, we're close in age. and Like, you hit a point in life. Where you're like, yeah. shit happens. I'm going to get back yeah, up totally. again. I'm not going to so. sit
1: inside and lick my wounds for right? the rest of my life. Like, I'm not getting a that's, job. That's self-indulgent so. and boring for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Um, cool. So, nice segue. Uh, let's talk about this new product that you've released. It's a physical planner mm-hmm. for content creators yeah. to plan their content strategy and their content schedule, right? Mm-hmm. So, this is like... This is like a physical version, you're gonna shoot me for this, but this is like a physical version of Buffer. Or,
0: <laughs> <Better>. or Hootsuite,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? But better, Yeah. Right? But this is like a social media tool, but it's paper. It's like real paper. You can yeah. like touch and write on with a pen, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So, why, so first of all, planners are huge. Physical mm-hmm. planners are huge mm-hmm. right now. <clears throat> so well done, congratulations Thank for you. picking that niche. Um, I was saying before off camera, I've just started using best self journal this mm-hmm. year. I'm like three weeks in i already know the days that i journal are the days that i win mm. the days that i don't journal i am trashed by the end of the day i'm yeah. just being smacked around in all different directions because i haven't because i'm not living my intention so why a physical planner i'm a ma- i know you well enough to say uh to guess that it wasn't because planners you didn't like go to google insights <laughs> no. and see this huge trend for planners no. and Go, oh i'm going to start no. a physical planner why a physical planner and what is the advantage of having a physical planner for content versus just using something like Hootsuite or Buffer? Okay, so I've got a couple stories. we got to back up a little Please. bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you know my background, but for people who don't, you know, I had a scrapbook store way back in like 1990. I was actually an art major for a while. I've got some great stuff that I, well, <laughs> clearly I think my yeah. stuff's okay, but so stuff that I produce. I mean, I had done a whole bunch of different mediums, whether it's chalk or pencils or whatever and pastels. And so I don't know, it was last fall. I was just like Kim, you've got to get off the computer a little yeah. bit more, and I picked up watercolors and fell in love because I don't think I had the patience. I was way too Type A, like you know, productivity was a badge of honor in my life, and so watercolors—you got to layer, you just got to sit, and you, you know. And so I just I fell in love again with color, and I started doing this stuff. Then my aunt's like, oh, have you heard of the bullet journal? Long story short, I fell back in love with pen and paper, and I was like, this makes me so happy. I felt yeah. like a little kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. way too many pens in the eight months yeah. that I purchased. But, um, and when I had the scrapbook store, I had designed some font stickers and I was just, I I felt like, oh my God, I'm literally doing stuff I did as a kid. It feels really fun. And so then I start digging into like all these bullet journal enthusiasts. I'm like, holy moly, there's a subculture of planners and this and that. And it's like, and I found myself, <clears throat> I had done a, um, just a drawing of, okay, you've got Kim Doyle here now, this is when I was pivoting to the personal brand, mm-hmm. which just happened a year ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so you've got the group, and I'm drawing it out, I'm like, well, everything is content, right? That's my other hashtag, right? Yeah. And so I start taking pictures of this stuff, and people are digging my mapping out, and I was, it's just the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. I, I still handwrite grocery lists, mm-hmm. because what happens is I put on my phone, yep. the phone goes in the purse because I'm listening to a podcast, so yeah. I don't even look at the list yeah, again, yeah. right? And so I just, <laughs> it started working for me, yeah. and people... I don't know. I started digging into this. I'm like, why isn't there something for content planning? Mm. There's, there's scheduling, yeah. but the process of why am I doing this? What am I creating? How is it going to work for my business? Like didn't exist. Mm. But again, I was like, oh, I should wait till Kim just focus. I'd kind of done a membership, which it's still there, but I'm going a that's another conversation. But I I was like, just wait till 2019 girl, stay focused. That's my like simplicity. And just It grabbed a hold of me. I, it, it just fell into place. And from the end of August to December, we had the Kickstarter launch, which Matt failed to, but, mm. Mm. you know, so it just, I it I fell in love with it. And yeah. when I started teasing pictures out, this is the other thing I did, is with the content group, I started, every time I share stuff of what I'm thinking of, I just use it as validation and I have this audience who trusts me and wants what I'm doing. Mm. And so I started sharing the fir- the first calendar spread that my business partner Jody had created, because mm-hmm. she is the genius with yep. InDesign, yep. people are like, want, need, have to have it. And it's like, mind you, people can say that and whether they purchase is another story, yeah, yeah, but totally. um, it, it just felt like the time is perfect.
1: Totally. Um, before we dive into this, tell me about the, what did you learn from the Kickstarter campaign?
0: Uh, Kim needs to give herself more runway.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know. I did see that when I saw the Kickstarter campaign, I actually remember sitting in the office and I saw the Kickstarter details come through. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> That is like not enough time to raise that much money. I don't care how hard you're working. Yeah. Well,
0: and not to mention, everyone's like December, yeah. right? Like. Yeah, yeah. But the thought process. So it wasn't like, oh, we want this. It was like we want to get this in people's hands at the beginning of the year as soon as possible, of right? Of course, yeah. So the Kickstarter, you know, it's interesting because then I thought, well, why did we? Why didn't we just pre-sell it ourselves, mm. and. It's been fascinating to look into producing something physical, mm. because you think printing a planner would not be rocket science, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you would think, kind yeah, of, yeah. right? And because yeah. originally we were going to do different binding, and we were going to print overseas and do all this shipping. And you know, the Kickstarter—I um, don't know—we got. I felt like we got validation. Mm-hmm. I think we did like six thousand in mm-hmm. pre-sales. And I was, as soon as I realized, okay, we're not going to hit this, right? It was like the week before Christmas. We had like two weeks to go. And I made sure with the terms of service that we could message everyone and pivot to the site. Mm -hmm. I was like, let's do it. Let's just pivot it. And the weekend before New Year's, I mean, the first, I don't know, it was a Friday afternoon, like at one, we got $1,500 in sales Mm -hmm. within less than 24 hours. I'm like, we're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're okay. And I was like, huh, now I've got another podcast episode. A failed Kickstarter leads to a successful product. So I just turned it all into content. Um, And I don't know that I would do Kickstarter again. I get. The validation, and I get raising funds that way in pre-sales, mm. um, but we didn't necessarily need, it's not like, like I know Pat Flynn just did a switch pod, right? It's like, that's a physical tripod thing mm. that they're shipping in August because it has to be manufactured. This is not manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Eh. and I saw their journals <clears throat> and planners that did well on Kickstarter. So mm. I thought, this is great, but it's so niche, yeah. whatever, you know? Live and learn.
1: Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I love love the mindset. Um, So a couple of things I want to talk about is uh, really the breakdown of the content planner and correct me if I'm wrong, but really the way I see it is that it helps you map out a strategy Mm -hmm. with some goals Mm -hmm. for your content, I hope you're paying attention kids, some actual (laughs) objectives of your content, things that your content are supposed to help achieve for the business. You map the strategy out with some goals, then there's like a monthly, weekly, daily breakdown of the content that we're going to produce based on what it is we're trying to achieve mm-hmm. that day, week, or month. Yeah, am I kind of on yeah. track? Yeah,
0: so <clears> basically <throat> you start, we, we call them monthly campaigns and and this is, we're looking at this too as version one. Yep. Like I've already got ideas for adding some kind of blank funnel yep. pages and stuff, Yeah. Um, but so you're going to start with monthly campaigns and we look at it that, okay, so what are your business goals, right? What is the content that you're going to create to support those business goals? Mm-hmm what is the conversion piece, meaning the lead magnet or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then the end is what is the end offer, the dollar, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at all of these four pieces having to work together, and then we go into what we call a content strategy map. Mm -hmm. And so you would start with, what are your content goals? So as an example, with the planner, let's look at this brand, because I've done this publicly. I'm like, well, obviously our goal is new subscribers to become customers. Mm -hmm. So if I say, look, I want to get 300 new subscribers this month what type of content would I create? So I could do blog posts, podcasts, live stream. Mm-hmm. And then I pick the topics mm-hmm. and then I create micro content. All right, so if I'm gonna do a blog post, here's a great example. I did a post and it was creating a physical planner mm-hmm. because that's also been like a, why is it so hard to find the right publisher? Oh, yeah. it's, it's paper, anyways. So I went through even finding shipping and fulfillment and all those pieces that fit together. So I could take that post, I've written it, and then what would I put where? So it's what I'm gonna do on Facebook, this is what I'm gonna do on micro on uh, LinkedIn, this is what I'm gonna do on Instagram. And it's it's not like rocket science, but I'm going, okay, so Instagram I could do four stories based on the five bullet points. Mm. And I just write it down. So mm. each primary and we called it primary content as opposed to cornerstone mm-hmm. because one has maybe more SEO juice long term and one may not be, but it could still be a really great piece of content for your audience, right? Yeah. And so from there, then the monthly calendar, we looked at it, so once you have your strategy map, you look at the month in terms of, again, business goals. Mm -hmm. Like what campaigns are you running? And what, so you've got lead gen, you've got sales and content, right? There's these different pieces. um, And we even included a a space for funnels. Do you have active funnels running? Mm -hmm. And then the weekly is where you go, okay, this is the blog post, this is the email, this is the social channels. And then we included some blank tracking for the weekly because some Mm -hmm. people want to track weekly stuff. Yep. And then from there, we do monthly and quarterly statistics. Yeah. So you're looking. And both the stats pages, I look at it. The left-hand side is money. The right-hand side is going to be traffic.
1: Yeah. So you're measuring all of it. Love it. So I'm looking at the weekly content calendar here Mm -hmm. at the moment. um, And we might try and uh, throw a screenshot in here at some point um, that... So for example, um, Sunday, the goal is 10 new subscribers. Mm -hmm. So then we have uh, different types of content, blog, email, social, social. Uh, The blog, there is no blog on Sunday. We've got an email, which is a weekly recap, and the the gift certificate reminder. Mm -hmm. And then we've got some Facebook uh, stuff scheduled uh, in social and some Instagram stuff scheduled. And whatever is scheduled is designed to support that goal of 10 new subscribers today. Exactly. Which is, I think, the piece that is missing in most people's social scheduling Mm -hmm. is What are we actually trying to achieve today? What what are we trying to achieve this month? Mm -hmm. Or this quarter? This month? This week? And then what what role does Sunday play? And let's think about Sunday. We're not going to push out a blog post on a Sunday because most people aren't going to read a blog post on a Sunday and we shouldn't be writing blog posts on Sundays anyway. We Mm -hmm. should be hanging out with our family, having some time off. So what type of content is best for a Sunday? Then on the Monday, we have a blog post. Mm -hmm. And on the Tuesday, we have a blog post or a rewrite of a post. Uh, So thinking about... The audience and where they're at on those days of the week and giving them the content like an instagram story is going to be great on a sunday because people are just hanging out chilling out yeah quick to consume and we don't have to be in front of a computer so i love how detailed this is Um, my instant my instant thing is my instant thought is if someone presented this to me and I didn't know you and it wasn't coming from you, if my marketing manager presented this to me, I'll be like, great, you have fun with that. Because I've got <laughs> like I have I've got way too much of a short attention span totally. to think about this. But so so if someone is like, I don't have time to plan my content, how do you overcome that objection?
0: Well, content is marketing. And like I'm just gonna keep quoting Seth Godin until I die. Uh-huh. His new book, if you've not read it, is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. But content marketing is the only marketing left, is his his point. And yeah. And I complete This is marketing. And so, and I do think we were talking off camera is I I think content marketing tied with paid traffic Mm -hmm. can be a gold mine for people. And so the point of this too is that I look at, I'm like, okay, well, we're talking three posts. Like what if you took three posts and just went all in for a month that is manageable. And then you measure, is this working? It's not an option of, of not having time. You have to make the time. Yeah. If you want to yeah. do business today, you have to yeah. make the time, right? And we're going to be training. So that's the other thing with this is like, okay, so we'll have a free customer area. Up, but I want to show people how to do this. I want to get them excited, which is what you're looking at. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make up a business. It's a fictitious spa. And I walked people through. You start here. You go here. This is what it would look like for a spa, right? Mm. To plan out a calendar. So mm. you, you baby step your way into it. And a lot of people are going to look at this, I think, and think, well, I'm not on all these channels or I don't do email marketing. It's like... That's okay. Your awareness will shift. Yeah. Start. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about how much white space you have. Start track and measure, and then add. You know, yeah. it's it's like it's just business. Yeah. Like it's just a different tool.
1: Yeah. I actually think this is um, this is like a digital marketing strategy planner rather than just a content planner. <laughs> well, do you thanks. Know what I, I mean? feel like
0: we could go a little. It's going to keep getting deeper. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what I mean?
1: and yeah. you, know, you know where I see, a hu- and this is just the way my brain works, but I see a huge opportunity for consultants and agencies to use this for clients. Thank you. To go, you know, don't worry about logging into Hootsuite and checking out what we're doing. Here it is, here's the strategy, it's all laid out. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about these, X. Ex- have been in so many strategy meetings with agencies over the years and they dig out the Excel spreadsheet <laughs> and they show what we're doing. I'm like, don't show me your spreadsheet. No. My brain hurts when I look at <laughs> spreadsheets. I'm not that clever. Show me too. something visual that looks beautiful and is appealing to look at. This is fantastic. I love it. Um, where can people get uh, the content? The Content Creators Planner is it's available at contentcreatorsplanner.com. Yep, right. It's nice so and simple. This is kind of as you said. This is like version A. Yeah, yeah. This is
0: version A. We've got some different paper and covers. It'll look like this, but we're yep. looking for something a little bit different. Um,
1: Perfect making sure there's no bleed through all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's going to be shipping within the next couple of weeks. Awesome. ContentCreatorsPlanet.com is where you go to get that hashtag. Everything is content. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, and kimdoyle.com is where people can connect with you and yeah. learn more about what you're doing. Yeah. Hey, this has been fun.
0: This has been total fun. Thank I'm you. like, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much
1: for being on the podcast and coming all the way down from uh, Berkeley or Brentwood to <laughs> yeah. Santa Monica here and hang out with us for a few days. I really appreciate your time. I know our audience do as well. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hanging out with you for the week. Me too. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, gang. Uh, That's another episode of the WP Elevation Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us come up in the search results. And make sure you follow us on YouTube and Facebook. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go elevate.